Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, one of the greatest things about running a company is you get to talk to lots of other people and you also have the opportunity to have people ask you to do stuff. So Kirk is very active on LinkedIn, as many of you know, and he had a very interesting interaction with with somebody on LinkedIn who was talking about getting people unstuck. And that's going to be the overall focus of the show today. But uh, there's a lot here that we're going to unpack. So Kirk, let's talk about where this came from, and then and then let's break down what you actually did and some of the research you did. Well, Matt, here's how incredibly interesting this introduction was. Let's so listen to this. I get a message from this gentleman named Michael Chamberlain. He says, hello, Kirk. I've been enjoying your thoughts and insights on Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Can we connect? <laughs> you said interesting. I'm like, it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> he just asked to connect. Good to hear, good to hear Michael. Any feedback or topics you want discussed, always appreciated, is, was my response. I love it when I get a chance to do some unscalable work uh, in the company. And I wish I had did a little bit more, but this is one of those instances. Um, and, and, you know, good stuff came from it. So Michael just responded that, um, that he spends a lot of time helping stuck advisors get unstuck. And he wanted, wondering if we could talk about it. So today's topic revolves around, you know, what Michael asked for. So thank you, Michael. First off, thanks for being a listener. Second, thanks for reaching out and connecting. And thirdly, thanks for responding with some great insight. And I think there's a lot of advisors, you know, who've been here, done that. So before we, we dive into it, there's another cool story that I want to share because we were supposed to record this last Friday. I don't remember what happened, but um, we couldn't, we ended up not being able to record it. Well, it's because you had this meeting, wasn't it? I thought it was because you have the meeting that we were about, you're about to share the story. Didn't that trump the podcast? No, no, it didn't. This, the meeting was okay. before our meeting. All right. So I'm in a meeting with one of our clients and we're just, you know, um, oh. talking about, um, you know, taking his stuff and influence to, to the next level. And I said, I, I got, I only got a couple more minutes because I got a plan for a podcast I'm recording with Matt. And he said, oh, he said, he said, that's cool. He said, said, uh, I would love to, you know, see you do that sometime because he had been telling me that it takes him two hours to plan for a podcast. We've given a lot of coaching that says, do not take two hours to plan for a podcast. It does not take that long. So I said, well, I've got 10 minutes left here. We were done our call. I said, why don't we, um, why don't you just kind of hang out and look over my shoulder as I plan this episode? He was excited about that. So um, anyway, I, I got to it. And within 10 minutes, I, I, I used my MindMeister account. Uh, within 10 minutes, 10, maybe 15 minutes, I had a uh, working outline that had, you know, it was about getting unstuck. He looked at it and he said, that, that's a good outline. The thing about, you know, not trying to go too far with this is then you've got an opportunity for it to be organic 
And if you're a thought leader, or, or if you have somebody on a podcast, you can have an interesting, interesting conversation. You got to let that evolve. You can't just plan everything out. So yes, prepared 15 minutes. If you're, if you're focused, you can do a, You can get a lot of good ideas down on a mind map in 15 minutes and organize it. Okay. And you guys, Kirk is really underselling this map. All right. So when Kirk does a mind map, these things have, they're unbelievable. Kirk, are we able to, sh can we like screenshot this and maybe add this to the, so people can see what you completed in 15. I mean, so you can, well, what I'm this... going to do actually is I'm going to record like a mini course for our, Oh, for the Pod Academy? rocket Academy. Oh, and I'm going to share that. He said, he said, I'm I was so interested in seeing how your brain did this. And the biggest thing was, and, and now it feels like we're doing a whole other podcast, but, um, was that you don't judge anything. You just let it flow. Yep, it just comes so out. So I just start throwing a bunch of stuff, ideas, boom, 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 boom. And then, and then after a couple of minutes, when I get enough momentum, I guess, then what I do is I start, I organize it. I kind of, and how I usually, I always start off with some organization. I always have intro key points and summary. Those, I write those three things. It's pretty easy. We do actually have an outline that we share we like do a, in the for academy. advisors and it's, it's more structured than how I'm doing this or talking about this, but then I just start going and then I start organizing the thoughts and sometimes even the subject or the topic changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe how I would title the episode. I usually don't do a title until um, until we're done. But anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a course. And I'm gonna put it in the academy. At, you know, sometime in Q1 uh, of 2022. So I want to just pause you there because it might seem that we just went off the rails. But here's how applicable what we just talked about is to advisors getting unstuck, because a lot of it is the focus time that you need to give yourself. So many advisors are just running from point to point to point to point. And Kirk, you give yourself the space mentally in order to get your thoughts organized. So, so let's break into this idea of getting advisors unstuck and some of the stuff that you researched and, and some of the tips and techniques that you have found that helps you when you feel stuck, get unstuck. Yeah, I guess the first thing is give yourself permission to be stuck and not feel bad about it. It's just, you know, the way it is, right? We all been there. Some of us are there more and, and sometimes longer, but what, what you want to do is try not to be stuck for long and not often, um, but it's going to happen. I think probably a good coach would probably tell you if you're getting stuck, probably needs you need to take more time off. I used to say that all the time, but um, I got some stats here. So the first one is, is an article from Balki and Duro. Duru, we'll put the link to this study in the uh, show notes, which means I got to go back and find it. But <laughs> um, they, they say several other reasons for procrastination. Uh, so the first one, poor time management, lack of organizational skills and motivation, inability to concentrate on work, anxiety or fear related to failure, unrealistic expectations and personal problems, negative beliefs about one's capabilities, and perfectionism. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can relate to every one of those. The funny thing is, is I think the most important one of all that I feel in, in my world, both business and, and personal is not even here. And I don't understand what, what, what is it? I think it's when we don't know what to do 
I think that is the most debilitating. Okay, you got to unpack that more. What 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 does that mean? What do you mean? Don't know what to do? Well, if if you if you're saying, well, I'm procrastinating on doing this project, it's I think a lot of times it's because I don't know how to approach this project. I don't know what's I don't know what the best practices are. Like if you have, and this could be me more than other people may may identify more with other things. I just can't believe this wasn't on the list. Because when you don't know what to do, what the first step is, or, or, or if you don't know the 10th step, if I don't know the 10th step, sometimes that messes me up. I won't even start one because I'm like, well, how am I going to get 10 done? Uh, you know, some people look way down the line to see, and that that's definitely something that I've been battling with for years and I've gotten a lot better at. Um, but I had that identified in one of those uh, thinking assessments uh, actually way more than a decade ago. So, but I think that's a big one. So I think one of the things to help you get unstuck. So another neat little article that I read. So I just want you to know, I'm going to go back here for a sec. I talked about 10 to 15 minutes to build this outline for this podcast episode. Then I went and did about 10 or 15 minutes research on what I thought were some good articles. And um, that's where I pulled these results. So it, it just didn't take forever to, to sound reasonably professional. Is, is that what we're doing? <laughs> we aim for reasonably professional here, everybody. So Sean Clark lists out four types of procrastinators. I thought this was kind of fun. So the lucky optimists who believe everything shall work out, and it often does. Geez, I'd like to meet some of those people. The overloaded who have too much on their plate and end up failing at the task. The pleasure-seeking avoider who avoid the painful tasks to enjoy pleasure at present. And the perfectionists who tend to avoid starting or finishing a task. And I guess that may be more where I lean a little bit. So I think I thought those, those are the four different types. That was uh, Sean Clark who came up with that list. I do not know Sean, Balkis, or Duro, but um, they wrote some good articles. So good for them. They came up high in the search engine. I found them reasonably quick. And here we are. So, gee, Kirk, I wonder how they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so why is it important to get unstuck? So I'm going to want to talk about some challenges. And I've got a couple here. Um, the first one is don't know what to do. And this is the big one. And they don't have a for marketing because that's what we do. You know, so we talk about in this podcast. I'm, I assume that's why you're here is you don't have the right mindset. So you don't know what to do. I see this. I, for me, I feel like this is one of the most common things. It's not even time. It's, I don't know what to do. It's a constant. I don't know what the best marketing is. I don't know what to do first, what to do next. And if that's anything that we, Matt and I can do, we, we feel a big responsibility to this industry and other um, service professionals or other service industries to help you understand that marketing is about how you create and sustain momentum in your, in your marketing. That is one of the most important things. And it's not often the focus of anybody that we ever meet with. Not often. And that's unfortunate. And I think our, our big problem is because of, we have so many silo marketers. We also have a, a mentality that may be a decade behind in marketing where others uh, might be. And that's difficult. So it's always in catch up mode. 
but I think it's a, it's a big thing. So you, I, if you're going to do anything in 2022, please take some time to learn the mindset that you need to have for your business going forward for the next three to five years, or maybe even 10 years, S start thinking about that. Stop thinking about how you're going to get clients in the next 90 days, because you'll always be thinking about how to get clients in the next 90 days. Not the worst thing, but you should have a foundation that's moving you along. The second challenge is that you don't uh, trust yourself. How, what do you need to do to trust that you're going to be doing the right things? So I, I'm sorry, you skipped over something here and I have to have you go back to this because you just talked about the 90 day thing and the silo marketing. Uh, in, in, in it, I think it's interesting because you went to your, on your organization here, you went to don't trust yourself. But one of the reasons why people don't trust themselves is because of the bad advice that they're getting in the industry. And you have a, you have an infographic here that talks about what the industry and I'm air quoting there says, these are the most important marketing techniques, right? And, and they're in there, you just said 10 years ago, Kirk, some of these are 25 years old. This is ridiculous stuff. The number one way to communicate with your clients is email. Who believes that anymore? I'll, I'll be honest. The reason I skipped over this, I forgot to talk to you about this when we started. The reason I skipped over it is because I've been given, I've been given a lot of thought to that um, study. And it was a study of 36 marketing experts and the number one uh, activity in order of importance to advisor growth was email. And I thought to myself, this is out of whack, but I started thinking, well, email is so common that everybody does it, but an email is useless. For instance, if you don't have content, in my opinion. Um, and you do better with authentic content than you do curated content. So why isn't organic content higher? I mean, video is three, but that doesn't mean it's organic video could be curated video as well, right? There are lots of companies now that are making videos, generic videos. When I mean generic, I mean, not brought to you by a specific thought leader, but brought to you by a, um, by, by a writer, right? By a company that does it for everybody. Anyway, but the reality is, is that email is important. So is automation, video, SEO, you know, um, search, social media, especially LinkedIn for financial advisors, but you can definitely grow your business uh, through other uh, social mediums, blogging, uh, digital buying, PR, texting, podcasting, events, direct mail writing a book, doing radio. I'm just, I'm reading quite a few of these things, not everything, but the idea here, and those were, those were declining order of importance, by the way, as I was reading those, it, the truth is, is, is a, it's a combination, the right combination of those things. It's, it, it doesn't need to be rocket science, but you know, these things are things that we teach in our prod rocket Academy. Hey, it's Matt here, just jumping in real quick. Are you an advisor who feels like you're alone on an island? Imagine getting marketing advice from people who've worked with hundreds of advisors. That's us. In the Pod Rocket Academy, you get on-demand courses where we teach you how to do marketing that positions you as a subject matter authority. The best part? You can send your team into the academy to learn how to create great marketing momentum. 
Become a member for free by going to proudmouth.com forward slash episode 352. But one thing that we think is really important is to help teach you the idea of what what this means, of what uh, the right marketing mindset means. And I can tell you right now, focus more on the 10-year than the 90 days, and you'll be a lot better off. Yeah, I'm going to pause you there because you know what? If there if there's anything anybody needs to take away from any of our shows, it's you have to have the long view. We're saying that you it's not an either or, it's an and. Do you still want to get clients in 90 days? Absolutely. But if you take the long view along with doing some lead generation opportunities, then then it's a win win. Now you we I left you off with don't trust yourself. Um, why do you think advisors don't trust themselves, and where do you think that comes from, Kirk? I guess a couple of reasons, and you can add some ideas here, but one, I guess, is that they're financial experts, not necessarily marketing experts. Although I have met lots of financial advisors and RIAs who are really good at marketing. Some of them are fantastic, right? Um, they're typically really successful ones. <laughs> I guess the other one is that they hear so many different things. Like you can talk to 10 different financial advisors. Let's say you talk to 10 advisors who are all doing over a million in, in GDC. I think that you might get 10 different stories of what they're doing for marketing and what's working and what's not. My guess is that you would even get some people who said, this doesn't work for me, didn't work at all. And then somebody else say, oh yeah, that worked wonderfully for me. Right? I think it's about the, the combination, um, the focus, and a lot of it has to do with your, you know, your, your audience, how dialed in are you? You could be, you could have great marketing and not be dialed into your audience and have nothing come from it. Right. Um, you could, you could really know your audience, really understand your expertise, but have a, but have completely um, zip past the branding and the articulation of that and not do well. Or you could pick on one special topic that you're is a skill of yours and just run campaigns and do really well because nobody else is doing that in your area. So sometimes that can be a thing too. So there are all different um, ways to pathways. You gotta, but you gotta understand the, the core, which is to, to create this momentum enough of it. And you gotta be consistent with that momentum for long enough when I say long enough, I mean years. I don't mean three or four months. I mean years of doing the same thing. You got to pick smart stuff, um, which isn't that complicated, and just keep doing it. And and but if you're more dialed in, what we call these rocket boosters, I just I just read three of them: audience, expertise, brand, plan, credibility, sharing, and synergy. I just read those rocket boosters. I'm going to let you know that they're a huge part of something that we have coming out, which is our rocket booster influence assessment. And we're hoping, really hoping to launch that early in 2022. And if it is, if it has been launched, you'll see a link in this episode, in the show notes. If it hasn't been launched yet, please listen to our next one because we're really close to launching it. And I think you're absolutely going to love this. We're going to give you an actual score. Only takes about six minutes to do this assessment. We timed a hundred people doing it. I'm just kidding. The average was six minutes. Um, timed Matt and I doing it, a couple other people. Anyway, 
it's going to take you about six minutes and you're going to get a score from zero to 100 that tells you if your marketing that you're doing is putting you on a path from somewhere between, uh, from skeptics to creating skeptics or fans with your marketing. And I think you're going to love it. And we're doing a whole bunch more work to build this out. That's going to be coming down the pipeline sometime uh, late Q1. And we're really excited about launching this because it's going to have, a hu- I think, a huge impact on this industry. We're going to give you something to measure um, the pathway. And it's not easy to measure marketing, particularly subjective stuff. Well, so, so one of the issues of people getting stuck uh, is they don't know where they are. Uh, and that's why I love the assessment so much that, that you've worked so diligently on for the last long time, right? The idea that you don't know where you are on this continuum or where you are in the world of marketing and influence, being able to check in with yourself is really powerful. Now, the, the, where we started here with this was don't trust yourself. And I want to add just a little bit to this. And I think the reason why advisors don't trust themselves in the world of marketing, especially the planning and, and really focusing themselves on that longer term thing is because they've tried so many things that weren't synergistic with who they are in their ideal client. And in their mind, they failed. And I don't think they have the confidence in marketing because again they're trying the shiny object thing and they don't let it have enough time to percolate within their business and then they blame the marketing for not being effective because they didn't give it enough time those people who sit on stage everybody when you're at your conferences which looks like that could be starting again in the next i don't know eight years but when you're sitting on those conferences and you see those advisors that are sitting on the stage that you want to be like when you grow up Every one of them has a long-term marketing plan. Every one of them. They might not talk about it, but they have a long-term marketing plan. There's nobody that I see that's having a lot of success that is just recalibrating every 90 days. And they're not starting and stopping. I have this quote I wrote on my board uh, about a week ago on my whiteboard, which I don't use too much anymore. But um, I, I've never even talked to you about this. So this is a surprise for you too. But I, when I, I said it, when I was talking to somebody and I just, I stopped the conversation just a second. I got to write this down because I thought it was uh, really pointing out the time, but I love it. Anyway, I'm really building up this up. So if it, if it fails, if it bombs, just let me know. We don't have any immediate, you're my only immediate feedback, Matthew. Stop and start marketing is stop, start and stop success. Ooh, yeah, that's on a shirt. Uh, we're going to have a whole line of shirts, by the way, Kirk and, <laughs> Kirk and I've been talking about this, uh, but no, that's what, you know what, and that is, gosh, that's the absolute truth, isn't it? You know, you got to figure out how to gain the confidence to trust yourself, find out who you're going to trust in. Um, and our third challenge here is, is not having resources. So many, that's another thing that the most successful advisors have. They don't just have a long-term marketing plan. They have people, they have, they have the who, right? Who's going to do it. They have those people in their organization. The, le- the lesser successful advisors that we know and, or have worked with that don't have anybody helping them really struggle because there's stuff that just needs to get done. Some stuff you can push out and hire other people to do some stuff. You just can't, you can't, you can't, um, you probably can't let somebody run your uh, email, uh, your email because you can't let them into it, right? 
or let them run your email marketing. You just can't do that. Um, so if you don't have the resources, it, having people, uh, budget sometimes is a thing for people. Talk about budget. You love talking about budget. I do. Uh, it's just that whole thing. Again, those advisors that are sitting on stage, uh, you know, if you ask them what their spend is on marketing, the numbers that they're going to tell you from a percentage of of GDC is is what you would consider as astronomical. Now, I'm just going to do quick math here, right? So, it, you know, it's got to be 10% of gross, not net. So if you make $100,000 GDC, $10,000 is what you should be spending in a marketing. And if you do that consistently, you are going to be on stage in 10 to 15 years or sooner if you do it correctly and right and have an appropriate niche. All right. So I want to, I'm going to just do a little bit of a summary. They don't have a good marketing mindset. So these are the challenges on, on what get people stuck. Two, they don't trust themselves. Three, they don't have the resources. And four, uh, they don't feel like they have the time. Now, I don't want to labor, belabor the time thing because we already started off the show by saying, hey, look, you can organize your marketing very, very quickly within 15 to 30 minutes. But I want to get in this solutions mindset. So let's move our, our podcast here to all of these cool ass solutions that you came up with um, in order to help people get unstuck, please. Yeah, I didn't realize I got a whole bunch more on this mind map getting carried away. But so uh, the first solution is to seek a new mindset, find the right mentor or expert that you're going to follow, that seems to have a, um, a real great handle um, that you can see as having success doing the same thing. I can't tell you how many times I see marketing experts who have horrible marketing. I can tell you, I understand it. I do understand because sometimes it's the, what do they call it? The shoemaker's kid's shoes. Whatever that saying goes, I'm yeah. really bad with saying sometimes. That's <laughs> yeah, part of my charm, mix, everybody. It's part of my charm. I love when you mix your metaphors on that. But yeah, keep going, keep going. The shoemaker's kid has no shoes. It, it, they call it, the, it's the cobbler. But get, just keep going, dude. You're good. Oh, you're good. All right, all right, good. <laughs> um, so find that, find that mentor, find that right mindset. And if th that might be your first thing to do, if you don't have that in 2022 or any, whatever year you're listening to this podcast, it doesn't even matter as the start of the year, end of the year, when it is, you got to get that mindset. Okay. The second one is you got to find your conference. I think for a lot of people, um, just understand what you're good at, understand what you aren't good at, and then understand what you're great at. Obviously you want to spend most time possible doing what you're great at almost zero time spending time what you're, what you're not great at, unless it's integral to your business. So you need to be great at marketing to grow your business, but it doesn't mean you have to be the only person, but you've got to put enough energy into it to make it at least oversee it being great. If that makes sense. Um, the next one is to find your resources. So if you don't have the resources, you got to find them. So what I mean by that is if you don't have talent in house, you got to find talent outside. If you've got talent outside and you don't have any talent inside, that's a problem too. You always have to have somebody on the inside working with the people on the outside. So if you're going to outsource, you got to have somebody inside that can get other stuff done. There's a bunch of organic marketing that has to happen. You can't outsource everything you do. It, it doesn't work great. I'm telling you right now, some of the best wins are the ones that you coordinate and run yourself asking for referrals, um, doing a special topic of, uh, on an episode and then making sure that, you know, uh, 20 clients that you work with 
know, you know, that they'll love that and share it with their friends. Just some really small things like that can have a huge impact over time. And the other one is um, prioritize what's important. And this one I've actually done some work at because this has had a huge impact on our business, like staying focused on, you can't do four projects at the same time. And the bigger your organization is, you can offload or, you know, um, a project if you trust somebody in your organization to do it. But if you know you got to get four things done this year, you're probably better off to, to knock off one a quarter than you are to try it all four at the same time. So there's something here called the Eisenhower matrix. So we'll put a link to this in the show notes. Um, but basically, and there's actually a decent little video here on YouTube. So we'll send you to that because they share, but there's four quadrants um, by order of importance on the left. So that's, that would be your Y axis. Your X axis would be urgency. And top left is the most important and urgent. So that's do, do it now. The bottom left quadrant, so it's divided into four, by the way, I guess that um, is not important, but it's urgent. That means you delegate it. So who can do that for you? Top right is not urgent, but it is important. So you have to schedule time to do it. So decide to, to schedule time to do it. And the bottom right is not important and not urgent in which you delete it or eliminate it. It means it probably isn't important enough for anybody to do. And so this, this decision matrix could have a huge impact really small little tasks to do to help you prioritize what you're going to focus on. So Kirk, we had, we had somebody on the show a little while ago who was talking about, uh, you know, making lists and those sorts of things in order for you to be more productive. And I just want to open the hood on, on my level of insanity here that, that helps me run my life. But if so in that upper or right-hand corner, which means it's important, but it's not urgent. I always block time on my calendar with a very, very specific description of what I need to do, because then I don't have to be consciously thinking about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to get psychological here very quickly, because this is really important. If you have something that's not urgent, but very important, but you don't deposit it somewhere where you can pull and recall it later, it is going to occupy your mind, which means that you're not going to have the focus that you need to have on other things that are urgent and important in this Eisenhower decision matrix, right? That is a great tip tool and technique that I help myself get unstuck. Like for instance, if I get stuck on something which just happened very recently, uh, I was really, really stuck on it. So what I did was I blocked out time on my calendar. I wrote down what I was thinking and then I moved on. Right. Because, and then when I saw the appointment on my calendar, which I review before I go to bed and then I review it when I wake up in the morning. So I get in the right mindset. I, I felt I had given myself the space in order to complete that task, uh, to get myself unstuck. And th these, these matrix, how you make decisions is such a powerful way for you to maintain your control over your life. And, and 90% of the people who are listening to the show, are control freaks. And that's why they're great financial advisors. You can use that same level to control to help you get yourself unstuck. Okay. So I want everybody, everybody to just type into their Google search Eisenhower decision matrix, or click on the great YouTube link that, that we're going to share in the show notes.
I, I highlighted this next step because part of what I'm doing is prioritization of my mental space in that example. Talk about this other thing that you found out uh, through another really great video that we're going to put in in our in our links here in the show notes about prioritization. Yeah, when I started watching this video that I found, it's, it's called um, How Successful People Manage Their Time. And I started watching it. You got to get through the first little bit, but um, it has some really great points. It has, actually has 15 things. And I think they're really great um, reminders of um, things that you can follow, some, some best practices. So we're going to put that in there. Um, I'm not going to go through the 15 things. Uh, a lot of them are things that we talked about or, or broken down into more detail, but there's some great little tips and tricks here. And I think they're excellent way to, to get unstuck if you are. And so we've given you a number of different things to think about here. So hopefully something resonates with you. Look, uh, one of, you know, I want to kind of wrap up here, but it, it takes a long time to gain momentum in your marketing. And if it takes a long time, you better figure out how, when your start point is, because a lot of people don't have a start point, not for momentum. You might have a start point for a campaign, but you don't have a start point for momentum. Momentum is, it can only be gained through sustained activity, right? If you can't sustain it, then you lose the momentum and you're starting over every time. So you don't, you don't really even have a start point. So you got to figure that out. How are you going to get momentum that you can sustain? I'm telling you, it's everything. We use this wonderful example that just kind of came into our world as we were naming our academy, which is called the Pod Rocket. And I was talking to a friend of mine, Rob Howard, who helps us with branding stuff. He's, he's, I've been doing branding for a lot of years, but I like to use somebody who's like one of the best branding minds I've ever met. And I mentioned that, I don't know, I think I mentioned the name Pod Rocket as a potential name. And all of a sudden he got quiet. And when he gets quiet, it's usually a really good thing. So all of a sudden he said, yeah, he said, Pod Rocket. He said, you know, it's really cool about that. He said, when a rocket is trying to leave the Earth's atmosphere, it has to hit escape velocity. And it just doesn't have to hit escape velocity. It has to sustain escape velocity for enough time to get through the, I think it's seven atmospheres of Earth. And and when I was, I started thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, what, what a gift, what a gift that was to us as, as marketers who are trying to help you think about marketing and marketing needs to be the same. I don't know what those seven atmospheres are, but maybe that's for another day, but I can definitely tell you anybody I know that has a lot of success has to sustain that momentum and keep it going. That's where it is. If, even if you do have a mentor for five years and stop, things will fall off. It's just the way it is. You got to be prepared to know that your marketing is going to be a spend, significant spend, but you might as well do it right. And you might as well plan for 10 years. And if you can do that, what a, what a gift you're giving yourself five, 10 years down the road. It's not easy to decide to do it. Now, the first two years are the hardest, maybe the first year, but there are, are there are things if you hang out with us at the Academy, you listen to this podcast, you're going to pick up all kinds of cool little tactics, right? That you can employ. That'll make it help you drive revenue quicker. The other one is if you want um, something new in life, you have to be able to give something up of greater or equal value. 
What that means is if you're going to spend a little time making sure your marketing is going to be there, you got to give something else up. What are you going to give up? You usually can't just keep adding, adding, adding. Now you can add staff to do it, um, which means you're giving up, you know, more cash flow, right? So you got to figure out what it is. I want to add something to that because there's five things that you need to focus on when it comes to uh, what you're going to give up. It's time, talents, treasures, relationships, and control. So there are five things that you kind of put into the pool uh, when you realize if I'm going to take something on, you don't have this endless supply of taking things on. So those five things, time, talents, treasures, relationships, and control. So when you listen to this podcast, I want you to just pause and say, hey, if I want to take on a new project, I want to unstop stuck myself from a marketing perspective or in life, which one of those five things do I want to give up? And I also want you uh, to make the consideration is which one of those five things you feel is the hardest to give up. And that's probably where you should begin. So this is not a personal growth and development podcast. I understand that we're marketers, but if it's time, if it's talents, if it's treasures, if it's relationships or control, whatever those five things are, whichever one makes you the most uncomfortable, you should probably focus on that because that leads into your last quote here, Kirk, which is what? Yeah, the greatest risk of all, the greatest risk of all in your business is not taking risk. And marketing is 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 something you don't want to not take a risk on, right? You got to figure it out. But if you're going to take a risk, take a smart one, get the right mindset, find that mentor, that expert, that book, that something. Maybe it's a podcast called Top Advisor Marketing. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but you got to figure that out. You know, what's funny. I'm going to, I just, thank you so much for being here today. I want to end with something that I think people get worked up about when they think about being thought leaders. And that is, uh, being, uh, um, saying the same thing over and over again, it, people think they're being, uh, there's like a lack of authenticity or something by saying the same thing over and over again, Matt just shared those five things that you have to give up. Can you repeat those again? Time, talents, relationships, treasures, and control. So I can't tell you how many times I've heard Matt say that both, both (laughs) just when we're talking and, um, without recording and, and on this podcast. So we probably recorded about 60 episodes together. I'm guessing somewhere around there. Oh, maybe, maybe a little bit no more way. We've done way more than that, dude. We've done 100? like a, over a hundred. Okay. So yeah, let's say we've dude. done a hundred. I'm guessing Matt has mentioned that 10 times. So 10% of the time, and that is not overkill. Good. When you're good at what you're doing, you, your audience, your responsibility is to pick certain things and and drive them home all the time. So if you're if you have a podcast and you and you end up saying certain mantras that you have, you can say them, you could say them every day if you want to, if they're big enough. You know, we exist proud to 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 free the world's experts from the torment of sales. We want your marketing to be so good that when somebody comes to you, they're a fan. You don't have to sell to them. If you have skeptics coming to you from your marketing, for us, that's a fail. If you got to sit there and sell and you got three meetings to sell them, you can still have three meetings, but it shouldn't be selling them. It should be talking about expectations, discovery, better things, right? Easier things, things that you probably enjoy more than the sale, especially from skepticism to fanaticism, right? And a lot of times when you close a, a skeptic, you're not, they're not even close to fanaticism when you're done with them, right? So they're the ones who are first to leave when, when, when cousin Larry has a new, you know, stock tip, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> so anyway, um, don't worry about being redundant. Um, just be amazing at what you're doing and know that what you're, what you need to do for your people, your listeners, keep hitting them over the head with it because they'll appreciate it for you. I suspect that's a big part of why people keep coming back, listen to our episodes. One of the reasons why repetition is so important is because you have to be receptive to that message when you're hearing the message. Uh, I noticed this when I was a coach and consultant, and more importantly, I've noticed it as a parent. I've said the same thing to my kids for 18 years, and for some reason, I'll say it to them a week ago, and it finally sinks in. And I think that that level of repetition is important, especially if they're part of who you are as a core value. You know, one of the other core values that we have is for you to give yourself permission to unapologetically be yourself, because when you do, you have zero competition. All right. When you have zero competition, you can rise above the noise. You can be your own loud. And, and the end result is that you have a bunch of fans who are your tribe who truly want to follow you and change the way that they interact, not just with you, but with other people in the community, because you are their go-to, you're their favorite person. They are truly a fan of you. If you have not subscribed to the show, please just take a second to, if you wouldn't mind, give us a quick rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Please take a look at the Pod Rocket Academy. We're gonna have a link here uh, in the show notes. It is free to join, unbelievable amounts of information. So for Kirk and all of us here at Proudmouth, this is Matt Halloran. We'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you wanna know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.